0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday, um, and this you know that COVID-19 is getting out of control when they're delaying the release of uh, the, the new Bond movie. I've got some hairstyle talk. Nobody knows more about hairstyles than I do. Uh, weird food combinations and uh, Marcus is looking to get into tungsten, apparently. But before any of that, uh, apparently we should panic buy, according to David Bennett, National MP. Are
1: you kidding me? This is a time for cool heads and grown-ups, not point scoring and panic promotion. He was saying we should be out buying food and we should be stockpiling. Why is he promoting panic? Why on earth would he ignore the official advice of every expert in this wider health situation Every calm authority figure, right up to the PM, who has said, Don't panic. There's no need for all that urgent extra toilet paper. There's no need to snap up all the hand sanitizer. All this political point scoring and focus on the supermarket shelf emptying habits of Aucklanders, though, is enormously frustrating for those actually at the coalface of the economic impact of this outbreak, for small businesses who are not getting enough access to enough information, for rest homes who've been told they'll be contacted with protocols, but haven't yet been. For forestry families who are without work and doing it really tough. One woman from a forestry family wrote to me this week. Her husband's down to three days a week's work, which of course is hurting the family budget. She said he's looking down the barrel of whole weeks of no work. Relocating is not an option for them. They've got kids in schools and sports teams and the expense of moving, of course. Her husband is seriously considering a job offered at a clear burnt bush in Australia for the next few months just to get by, which is not ideal for family life either, but they're running out of options. Truck drivers and their companies are hurting too. So there's a whole lot of other areas that politicians on all sides could focus on helping instead of unhelpfully sitting on radio stations suggesting people panic buy more toilet paper.
0: Um, I've never heard of David Bennett before now. Uh, so he certainly made a name for himself. Good on you, David. Uh, of course, the the, the the panic has set in, and we know this because even uh, 007 isn't turning up to things like his own movies.
1: Put this for me in perspective. How big a deal is it to delay the release of a movie by this much?
2: Oh, I think it's a very big deal. I tell you what, it completely, uh, to me, upends what I had sort of... Uh, thought of Hollywood's reaction to the uh, coronavirus uh, scale, I think to a large degree, there is an overreaction. But that you have a James Bond movie, you know, scheduled for worldwide premieres in April and have decided to push it all the way back to November, indicates number one, you don't know when this is going to be resolved. And you're hoping it is resolved in the calendar year 2020. Uh, Number two, These things are carefully planned and thought out. There's been television advertisements running in the States. I know in the UK, I know in Australia, uh, for weeks and months, you know, coordinating to a specific date, they also pick the date to avoid other potential competition. So all of this stuff is very carefully thought out. And now to say, you know what? Nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to move the date to me is, is a surprisingly big deal. So what is it likely to cost them? Well, I tell you what, I think the conservative estimate for Hollywood losses at the and this is just with China's uh, cinema business effectively closed, is around $5 billion. If China doesn't reopen, you know, at some point in the relatively near future, uh, you know, so many major movies really rely particularly on the Asian box office to kind of put them over
0: the top. I used to love going to the movies. Uh, but I've had a few bad experiences uh, People eating pizza in the seat next to me uh, um, Some middle-aged ladies Out for a midweek night out On too many wines That kind of uh, ruined the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper movie for me That one, They talked and giggled all the way through that so I'm actually, I'm not too upset if we never get to go to the movies again and we just stay home from now on. I've got a reasonably nice telly, good sound system. Um. So I'm not panicking. Now, meanwhile, back here, we're talking uh,
3: mullets. Another contagion spreading, this is at an Auckland high school, Waioku College, is the mullet. The mullet is sweeping through Waioku College. In fact, producer Helen knew all about it because a family relative goes to Waioku College. She was aghast, as is anyone of good taste who sees the mullet in all, in all its glory. But there's a good reason for this. <coughs> Since the beginning of the school year, Waioku College in Auckland's Deep South has chosen a student with a mullet, or a mullet, to feature on its Facebook page as the college's mullet of the week. The school was inspired by all-black all Jack Goodhue's mullet while looking for a fun way to celebrate local culture. But there's also a deeper purpose for the college. Um, they are truly splendid moulets, and I suggest you go onto Facebook and go onto Waiyoku College and you can see some outstanding examples of the craft. Every year willing students seek sponsorship to have their heads shaved to raise money for Canteen, which supports teenagers living with cancer. It's a fantastic organisation. And the school principal said the charity is dear to our school after they lost a very special senior student to cancer some years ago. So this year instead of just doing your traditional shave the head they have, selected students have grown moulets and they've been challenged to undergo a mullet to skullet where come the glorious day the top and sides are shaved while keeping the party at the back which will be truly horrific or a mullet massacre <laughs> where the whole mullet is shaved
0: oh, i remember having hair actually that's not true i don't i don't remember i've there are pictures of me with hair um, from many decades ago but I have reason to believe they they have been doctored um what what's your favourite weird food combination this had sign Phil giggling yesterday what weird and wonderful kind of Foodie habits do you have? And this came about because just as we were signing off air yesterday, I made a very sort of innocent comment that I will always eat a corn cob smeared with marmite. It's been a bit of a family tradition. Yeah. And Phil and Tyler, and they curled their noses up and thought I was some kind of interplanetary kind of weirdo.
4: And um slightly overstated because I did bring up the fact that <laughs> my darling wife, on her toast, has marmite with raspberry jam on top of it, which I find quite unusual. I would say that's a strange combo. Yeah, it seems a strange combo to me. Peanut
0: butter and raspberry jam, or peanut butter and jelly, the Americans call it. Yep, that's fine, but marmite and
4: jam. The other thing Jan does is she puts salt on banana, on mashed banana, not sugar. Does she,
0: mate? Um, That one doesn't bother me quite so much. The other two, people have got to stop putting marmite on things, on, on anything, and then putting it in their mouth. Vegemite's the only way to go. What, 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 what are people doing? What's wrong with people? Delirious. Uh, we're going to finish, uh, speaking of delirium, uh, with Marcus Lush. Uh, I don't really know what this is about. It just says that he wants to buy tungsten on Facebook.
4: I've just, isn't um, Facebook amazing? How they can target advertisements for something that you just never knew you wanted to buy. I've been at work for a while. I've just kicked on, clicked on Facebook and a pop-up ad has come up for a one kilogram block of tungsten that is a cube one and a half inches across. Jeepers. And apparently it's almost impossible to pick up because you misjudge how heavy it is. They say this insanely dense metal will shock your friends. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those guys that would love to shock people with a well-placed, very dense bit of metal on the table. Isn't that amazing? It's 300 bucks. I think it's delivery only to America. I don't know if there's anywhere else I can buy it, but I've just clicked on that, so I'm pretty interested about that. That's a solid block of tungsten. Kids would love it. I'd love it. Don't know how it'd go on airport security But I'm excited by that
0: um, So normally on this podcast You know I'll come off the back Of a piece of audio And I'll make a smart comment About it um, You know Just to sort of Jush it up a bit But I think that pretty much um, Takes care of itself That that bit I don't know about you But I'm the kind of guy What did he say? A, bit, a dense bit of I'm Glenn ZB. Um, I finished the week uh, with that News Talk ZB being there, pretty much where I always aim to be, uh, in a state of I don't know what's going on. Um, I'll see you back here again with a weekend edition on Monday, and I'm sure it'll be more or less the same mindset.